Warning! This episode contains foul language, references to murder, rape, and mutilation, and a whole lot of singing. You are listening to Keep It Weird, a podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, creepy, spooky, sticky, gross, and everything in between. Each episode, we take one weird topic and invite one of our friends to come chat with us all about it. And on this week's episode, we are talking about women who kill female serial killers and what makes them different from their male counterparts and all that fun stuff. My name is Lauren, and this is my lovely co-host, Ashley. Hello, weirdos. And it's only appropriate that joining us today for our female killer podcast is our very first female guest, Miss Carrie Dirksen. <laughs> thanks for being on, Carrie. Yeah, thanks for having me. Girl power. Girl <laughs> power on the first female guest podcast. Ooh. What? I don't know Who's what I'm saying. not a like... serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> She's not a serial killer, but Yet. we're talking about you. Yeah. Oh. Yet! Yes. That we know of. True. That, that we know of. I could of. go crazy. <laughs> but, Carrie, do you want to tell us anything about yourself before we get started? <laughs> sure. My name's Carrie, of course. Girl. <laughs> I'm a wedding and event planner, and I have my own business, and I've known Lauren probably four years? Yeah, four five or years. five. And I've known Ashley for, like, a Four week. days. <laughs> <laughs> a whole four days. I like her. She's pretty great. <laughs> She's already a weirdo. She's already one of us. She's ready. She fits in nicely. And I'm excited. I started listening to My Favorite Murder and kind of got me hooked on Did you start listening to My Favorite Murder because of Lauren? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I but turn I, people I've always on to been, murder. like, interested in stuff like that. Like, I feel like Dateline 2020s type of stuff, I've always been like, 60 Minutes. Watch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's like they talk about those murder stories, but... Yeah. I haven't been one to, like, research it, but I'm excited to yeah, talk about it. Yeah, for sure. True crime is just one of those things that's fascinating to every person. Like, you don't always want to admit it, but you're mm-hmm. like, um, I was reading stories about murders until <laughs> 3 a.m. last night. So yeah. <laughs> we talked about that on our first episode, like, what first got us into, like, kind of serial killers. And you said Selena. The movie Selena. The movie Selena. Oh, that was my childhood. <laughs> I know, but like that murder is what really set it off because I'm like, wait, this woman who was a friend of the family murdered her yeah. in cold blood? I so think you just want to understand why. You're like, I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> yeah. No. Why would you do that? I yeah. feel like if you could understand why, then we would have a problem. That's true. Yeah. If you right. could, if you were like, I mean, I get it. I'd be like, cool, cool, cool. Do you <laughs> want to leave? <laughs> you should totally head out now. Great. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. go on a walk? And then I'm, you hear the door latch as you leave because you're not coming back in. <laughs> right. It's like, it's so far fetched from our minds. We can't understand it that we have to do all the research to find out. It's yeah. just nuts. Fascinating. So so fascinating. Well, we're really excited to have you, Carrie. Thanks. And we're going to dive in in just a second, but we wanted to recap a little bit about last week's episode where we talked about the Bermuda Triangle and just crazy places that attract 
the paranormal, and just all-around weird happenings that make no sense. And we talked about the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle, which... which is bonkers. Which is crazy. Or maybe it's not bonkers. We don't know. <laughs> we haven't decided yet. <laughs> we haven't decided if we were just having an off day or if it really is weird. But we took a field trip and visited it with our guest last week, Tyler, and we all felt kind of bizarre, but we might have just been hungry and hungover. We're not sure. But what's weird is we posted pictures on our Instagram saying like, hey, we visited the Beverly Hills Bermuda Triangle. It's at this corner, Linden and Whittier, blah, blah, blah. And one of my friends, shout out to Jill. Hey, girl. Hi, Jill. She commented on the picture and was like, oh, my gosh, that's so weird that you're posting this. I drove by that intersection the other day and there was an overturned Range Rover. It looked like this crazy grizzly accident happened over yeah, there. Yeah, she said she's it looked like, like it was crushed. Yeah, she's like a completely crushed Range Rover was like And the like thing is, like, the, the speed limit there is like 15? Like, yeah, it couldn't yeah. be. It's, it's like a tiny little neighborhood. Like, it, it couldn't right. have been. It's not like the 405. Right. <laughs> it's like, like cars a should little, not be crushed. Where the speed limit is like 5. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we mean, on the 405, it's yeah. even less. But yeah. No, it's like, it's a neighborhood. It's a nice neighborhood in Beverly Hills, so no one should be going fast. The fact that it's overturned, it's kind of like, something's going on. Something's going on. Maybe yeah. it's Howard it's Hughes bizarre. just like the hanging ghost, out. The ghost of Howard Hughes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to comment to our guests of what just happened. I tried to quietly pass Ashley a piece of paper without making sound, and it just ended up making me giggle, so that was a a fail. It was quiet, though. You couldn't hear it. It was quiet until we left. It was quiet. It was, like, too quiet. Until the awkward silence. Everyone held their breath for the pass. I was like, don't drop the paper. episode we wanted to say that we are going to be talking about some really fucked up shit uh we're going to be talking about a lot of people who died people who were tortured there's gonna be like dead babies dead old ladies crazy horrible stuff so no one take offense if the topic is taken lightly if we're laughing about something it's certainly not that people died we're just three we might as well have wine we're just three girls gabbing we just happen to be talking about some really um, horrible things. So I just wanted to get that out there right at the start before you listen to this and go like, why are they laughing about that mutilated baby? Right. We are not, we're probably laughing at each other's faces while we talk yes, about precisely, this. yes. Or just overly ridiculous things. It's a coping yeah. mechanism. It is a coping <laughs> mechanism. so true. It's like we don't know how to handle it, but we do not take death or especially murder lightly at all. No. No. Well, I don't think it should be joked about, but... There's some crazy stories. But it's yeah. going to be joked about. Right. No, I won't joke about it. Maybe I will. I probably will. We'll see. Will. We'll see what happens. Just don't judge us, okay? Just Just no judgment. Yeah. And now also, that we're clear. <laughs> now that we're in the clear, we can go on being ourselves. Okay. Yeah, we have a bunch of yeah, really interesting all, murder stories. Yeah, we all kind of researched our own female serial killers, and we all kind of chose one or two... Should we go? Do we? Let's do it on like a timeline. Okay. So, like, who was first? Yeah. So, um, like, I who's got the first year? I I'm fifteen sixty. Yeah, I think you're the first. <laughs> I think you're the champ. For sure. Uh, fifteen sixty to sixteen fourteen. Anybody yeah, yeah. Uh, early? No. Anyone in like BC? 
300 BC. <laughs> My story is about Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, just in, I'm in the yeah, I'm in the 1900s. So oh. Where are you at? I'm in the 1900s and then the 2000s. Oh, okay. girl, so like modern. I'm like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ashley, you take it. Kick um, us off. I mean, she, okay, her name is Elizabeth, what are we designing? Bathory. 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 Okay, Elizabeth Bathory. We had to look up, I had to like Yahoo the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Yahoo answers the pronunciation of her name, and it gave me like 19 different ones. I was like, I'll just wing it. She's not alive anymore. She doesn't care. You think um, it might be Bathory. <laughs> yes. So Elizabeth Bathory was born in Transylvania. August 7th and 19th, or I did this in the last episode. Just side note. Last episode, I was re-listening to it, and I was talking about something that happened in Roanoke, Uh which was, like, not in the 1900s, but I kept saying the 1900s, (laughs) so no one go back and listen to the last episode. And don't fact check us Because I'm literally like, and they came back in 1950, and it's like, they what? (laughs) That's not true. Ashley just likes to lie. I just only want everything that's ever happened in history to have happened in the last thousand years. Right. Because I can't comprehend anything before that. Sure. Um, (laughs) So, uh, 1560 in Transylvania, she's actually been labeled by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female murderer of all time, although the precise number of her victims is debated. Bathory and four collaborators were accused of torturing and killing hundreds of young women. Her collaborators collaborators weren't... We don't know if they assisted in the murders or if they just helped her gather the women to her castle. She lived in a castle? A castle. Um, uh, One claim, though, is that she and the four others killed up to 650 young women. No. This is due to one of her longtime servants' testimony, the number of missing persons involving young women in Hungary at the time uh, that she was actively killing. She eventually moved to Hungary. I'll tell you about that. Uh, As well as the 100 to 200 bodies removed from the castle. The 30 to 50 victims, two of the collaborators admitted to helping murder, but in the end she was only charged for the murder of 80. So basically she's killed between 80 and 1 million people. (laughs) It's for sure been more than 80, and it's (laughs) probably been less than 1 million. But she she basically grew up in a castle in Transylvania. I think she grew up, I know she was born in Transylvania, I don't know where she lived from age... From birth to age 11, but uh, I think it was Transylvania. She was engaged at age 11 to the son of a baron. And that's, he was uh, the son of a a baron of Hungary. So that's Mm. how she ended up there. Okay. It was probably, obviously, a political arrangement between two aristocrat families. But she was married at age 15. But, cool, she refused to change her name and remained a Bathory. Ah, what so, a feminist. Uh, All the women who independent, throw your hands up at me. Elizabeth Bathory style. Who that? P. Diddy? Her wedding. <laughs> also, you go girl, her wedding gift, another castle. Oh my gosh. So, this girl's she just killing it. Uh, she's slaying. She's power tripping now. And she was, she was an educated woman. She could read and write in four different languages. Like, she was a boss bitch. Wow. Um, until... <laughs> until, until she murdered until one million people. Million people. 
Her initial victims were adolescent daughters of local peasants, which she lured in by offers of uh, paid maidservant roles, kind of like H.H. Holmes. When he was at the Chicago World's Fair, he would put out ads for, like, uh, secretaries and receptionists to come work for him, and then they would never leave because he would torture them and kill them again and dispose of the bodies. After the peasants, the poor people, caught on, uh, she then moved on to, like, more affluent because... Especially back then, I mean, it's kind of the same now, but especially back then, those people did not talk. Like, mm-hmm. the people who had a little bit of money or a lot of money did not talk to the peasants. So all the peasants and the poor people caught on that this shit was happening, that they were sending their daughters to her for these maidservant positions and not leaving, like, never coming back out of the castle. Mm. So they stopped sending their daughters there. Yes. So then she moved on. She started teaching etiquette courses at her castle for the more affluent people. And then they stopped coming home as well. Oh so my then gosh. they started oh catching gosh. on. So she was truly going after everybody. Just whoever. Like, oh, the peasants won't come, so yeah. Yeah. now the richies. But then everyone kind of knew what was going on. Like, everyone in the countryside that they, like... I, they didn't, like, reign over the countryside, but they had the land. They took care of the people on the land. Everyone kind of knew what was going on. So then her and her crew had to start going out and kidnap women off the streets. Because people just stopped sending their daughters there. Like, people stopped going there. And despite all the evidence and hearsay against her, her family's influence and their money kept them from facing trial for years. Until they finally, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was a, it, eventually it was a Lutheran minister was making complaints against her both publicly and he went to the courts and the Hungarian authorities took a really long time to actually take him seriously before they went and went in to the castle to actually investigate. There were over 300 witnesses to her crimes when it finally went to trial. Some of them were uh, relatives of the people who died at the castle Others reported having seen traces of torture on dead bodies uh, because what they would do to dispose of the bodies, they were either buried in the castle or on the castle grounds, or they would take them to kind of like Ed Gein would do, like watch the obituaries. Someone would die and they would take the body to the graveyard, dig up that loose soil and throw the body in with the with the person who the had person actually, who had actually died. died. Oh, so they're finding it's actually really smart. It I mean, is it's awful, actually. But... <laughs> so they're so smart. it is pretty genius. <laughs> I mean, no one's gonna look there. Yeah. Right. yeah. So they're finding these bodies. They, it was you know the fifteen sixteen hundred. So like there was no forensics team, but they were mutilated. Mm-hmm. So they kind of made the connection that like they had to have been put there by Elizabeth or her. You know. I mean, 300 witnesses. Like, what do you need for a conviction? Right. Right. A million people. (laughs) One million people. I saw her murder them all. (laughs) 300 people? Jiminy Christmas. Mm -hmm. Well, when they finally went to arrest her, they found the body of a dead girl, one dying girl, and several servants locked up in pretty severe conditions. So that was pretty much, that was her nail in the coffin. It was, it was all kind of hearsay before that. Mm-hmm, and right. that was like, oh, it sh- they basically caught her red-handed. Yeah. Well, you are doing this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But as far as, like, what she would do to her victims, uh, witnesses claim, uh, or witness claims, some people actually survived. Like, they escaped oh, from wow. her, went home, said what happened, and, like, no one believed them. Like, no one kind of took over and investigated some of the things she's done. She would strangle people with scarves. It was mostly women, but she still had some men that she killed. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, she would burn them with metal sticks and red hot keys and coins. She ironed the soles of their feet so they couldn't run away. Uh, she inserted burning hot rods into their vaginas and mouths. <gasps> oh, oh, that just made me hurt yeah. all over. <laughs> just yep. <laughs> she like. stabbed them and pricked them in their mouths and fingernails with needles and Ugh. cut their lips and noses with scissors. Nope. She would stitch their lips and tongues together. Uh, she would force them to drink their own urine and cook and eat their own flesh. Uh, one woman said she witnessed a girl covered in honey and Elizabeth had her get attacked by bees and wasps and bugs for like days until she just For days? Died. Yeah, because she didn't die from like stings. She died right. from just like being outside for days. Oh my god. She would submerge women in ice water and put them outside overnight so they would die of hypothermia. Uh, At one point, she stuffed five servants' corpses underneath a bed and continued to feed them as if they were still alive. And most famously, she's rumored to have bathed in and drank of these girls' blood. Okay. Yeah. Good old bloodbath. She ended up dying in prison. Uh, One night, she she was only in prison for like five years before she died. One night, she complained that her hands were cold, and the guard basically told her to shut up. Yeah, boo-hoo, your hands are cold. Yeah, Yeah. okay, you know who else is cold? 650 (laughs) dead bodies of these poor women. The audacity of her to complain that her hands are cold. I know. Um, But she she was found dead the next morning. She died in her sleep. Uh, supposedly due to the uproar the village caused when it was announced she would be buried at the local cemetery. Because of that, they took her body and buried it on the grounds of her castle in the family crypt. But ultimately, the location of her body is completely unknown, which only adds to the lore that she was a vampire. Uh, Just the fact that there's seemingly no body, the reports of her drinking and bathing in the blood of young women to remain youthful, and her uncle being the highest-ranking official in Transylvania. So right. she, it's basically like Count Dracula, Vlad the Impaler, and Elizabeth Bath- Bathory? Yeah. Bathory. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're guessing. Battery? Battery? Elizabeth Battery. Elizabeth um, however, <laughs> one of the questions that I had was, why would anyone do this? Like, do they talk about any trauma in her they childhood? They do. There was, well, it could be mental inc- incapabilities due to incest, because mm. it was a, you know, oh. the royal families. So she was a result of incest. Possibly. Which I mean, could have absolutely I assume, I mean, the, it, it, brain. I assume she was because of the her. Time. Yeah, she was royalty. They're yeah. all incest. That's you true. know, they, it's all cousins marrying cousins marrying mm-hmm. cousins, and eventually someone's going to be fucked up. Right. <laughs> like eventually, and it was eventually you're going to get a pug <laughs> and, that drools, and like its tongue, their tongue hangs just out hangs out the side of their mouth. Like that's just going to happen. Right. Uh, but it could be childhood trauma. Apparently, between getting engaged at age 11 and married at 15, she was raped by one of the servants in her bridegroom's home. And it's rumored that she became pregnant and either had an abortion or the baby was brought to term and killed afterwards. Uh, But the whole affair was covered up so much so that the wedding could take place, because back then... If you were, All like, that matters is the wedding is yeah. perfect. Yeah. Sorry that you got um, raped. So it's hard Jeez. to say exactly what happened there. She was definitely attacked and raped, which I guess is enough to push you over the edge, but then wouldn't you kill men? Right, because you're angry at what they've done. Yeah, why right. would you kill young women mm-hmm. who were yeah. victims? However, this is crazy, 
I've never heard this theory before in my life, but I stumbled upon a little bit of it and I've been trying to do research on it and I haven't found that much, but I found a theory that she was framed and completely innocent of everything. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Do you think it could have been a man doing it then yeah. all along for some sick well, sexual No, pain? what happened was after her husband died, the man in charge of caring for all their affairs, like the castle, the finances, the land, was the one who ordered the investigation to take place. And it's really hard because there were over 300 witnesses that claimed they witnessed either the murders themselves or the burying of the bodies or their own family members disappearing. But according to the actual records, Elizabeth took really good care of the land and the people while her husband was the commander of like the Hungarian troops during the war with the Turks. She was apparently a really good physician. And there are several instances where she stood up for women's rights provided a haven for destitute war widows and once even intervened in the case of ra- uh, the rape of an 11 year old girl like she well, what was the heck? was this all was... before these deaths or was, like, like in the, the middle thing of is it? the only because the deaths yes there were bodies found uh, in the town mm-hmm. there were bodies found in the castle there was all these witnesses saying that they saw her doing these crimes but she was a physician that worked on the men in the Hungarian troops as they passed through their land. And she did lose lives in the castle. And she admitted to people dying at her care. But she was saying that she was trying to save them. Okay. Mm-hmm. She was trying to care for them after someone else. After then. they got shot mm-hmm. or stabbed or yeah. whatever. So there's a... It's very interesting. There's a small chance that this man that handled all their affairs came in after the husband dies, destroyed her life, made up the rumors, bribed hundreds of people, and sent her to prison, and sent her servants to death, and then he took over the property himself. Huh. Interesting. That is interesting. Which, like, I mean, maybe this is sexist, and I'm not giving our women killers any credit, but it sounds like these deaths sound like a man... Yeah. would have done them because some of them sound like it could have been for a sick sexual pleasure which a lot yeah. of male killers have like this just yeah. seems so bizarre for a woman for a yeah. woman to do when i was reading this and i was like there's no way that they would have all gone with this especially if she was so helpful and she right. liked to care people like there's no way they could turn against her and then i remember that Donald Trump is president over Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and I'm uh, like, yes. oh, well, maybe it's mm. possible. <laughs> yeah, I'm convinced that. No, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean it's, maybe she was, like, bipolar. But that's also, if you, like, in another sense, a good way to, like, bring people in. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm so caring and trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And just kidding. Well, that was the same thing that happened. I'm not going to go into the full story because it's just too much for me. But uh, Madame LaLaurie in New Orleans who gone out of New Orleans because they discovered that uh, she was torturing, and I mean torturing her slaves that she owned. And one of the slaves actually set, was like chained to the oven and set the place on fire in an attempt to commit suicide. And that's why everyone came in because they saw the fire and then they found out what she was doing. But she was like so, so many people didn't believe it because she was so pleasant to black people. Like, in public. She was so pleasant, and she, like, acted like she took such good care of them. And then when Mm. they came in and found her, like, torture attic with, like, the horrible things she did to these people. It wasn't just, like, whipping. It was, like, there was one woman whose arms and legs were broken in such a way that she looked like a human crab. They had, like, these, these, like, iron 
collars with spikes so they couldn't move their heads. Or they would be Or they would stabbed. be stabbed. Oh, man. Um, yeah, she, I mean, she was crazy. So but she that seemed was wonderful she on seemed, the outside. Yeah, she which, seemed yeah. very nice. Which and I feel like be... is very much a characteristic of someone who is murdering people. You know, oh, yeah. there's like... Two personalities. To yeah, them, there's so many sure. serial killers who are sociopaths, mm-hmm. and it's like they come off completely charming, and that's how they lure mm-hmm. people in. Yeah, and they're like, oh, just kidding, I'm here to murder well, you. Well, it's the same. We talked about Ed Gein a couple episodes ago. Like when he went away to the mental institution after everything he did, they said he was the nicest patient they ever had. He was the easiest. He was the nicest. He was so sweet. He never like did anything to make anyone think like there were actual doctors there that were like i don't believe he did this stuff because he was so kind yeah but he was just mentally he was just Ill. Yeah. like mm-hmm. there was something just yeah. off there was like a crazy switch. man um, that is an interesting theory though i kind of like that it could have gone either way like it's it was most likely her it yeah, seems it was most like likely, but that i it was like either when there's most a little likely twist. her or there's no you know if, if in fact all those bodies were found at the castle blah 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 she had to have known what was going on. If it oh, wasn't yeah. her, she knew mm-hmm. what was going oh, on. Oh, 100%. And if it wasn't going on, what a fucking conspiracy. Right. Just, like, overthrow this woman of power. Yeah. Insane. Nuts. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. She's my girl. That's crazy, though. That, that's girl. one of those where you're like, oh, we'll just never know. I know. Oh, yeah. I want to travel Apparently, back in supposedly time. supposedly there's, like, her journals are kept somewhere. I don't remember where. I didn't write it down. But they're actually kept somewhere. And they haven't been, supposedly have not been, like, read. Have not been, like, researched. Okay. But that seems, like, crazy. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Right. Who is not? You'd either want to, like, prove that she did it or clear her name or... I don't know. Eat that us. I don't know. On the next episode, we will be in Hungary. (laughs) (laughs) Reading her journals. Reading her journals. (laughs) Okay. Are we doing insane amount? Uh, What? How old was she when she died? She was. Oh, let's see. Hold on. She was born in what did I say? Fifteen. She was born in fifteen sixty, and she died in sixteen fourteen. So she was like fifty four. Is that right? Fifty four. Sure. Sure. I'm not doing the math. <laughs> I already forgot the first. Yeah, I forgot the. What was the so one? she ended up going? Oh, it was 1560 to 1614. Oh. So 44. Oh yeah, 14, yeah, yeah. So 54. Okay. Yeah. So yes, she was arrested right. and sent to jail at 49. So <laughs> 49 is when she was arrested. Okay. I guess that's quite a bit of time to kill 600. Yeah. And she was people. basically Jeez. alone in that castle because her husband died. Right. Well, her husband. They got married when she was 15. And then he went off to school, mm-hmm. and then he went off to war. So she was basically, she could have been active from the time she was, like, 15, 16 to 49. Right. That's, that, mm-hmm. Which now makes sense with, like, the 600 people. Because at first when you said yeah. that, I was like, how That's even insane. does that right? Happen? But don't. it's another situation where she had all these services, the same as uh, Madame LaLaurie. Like, no one was looking for half of these people. Right. They were servants or they were slaves. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, she killed the them because it was easy and you could dispose of them and no one's going to ask questions. No one's looking for them. It wasn't until she started putting out ads and getting, like, young girls that had families and right that's when people started going like 
Hi, wait a one minute. Um, but they did. They like still home. didn't do anything. Still didn't. People were like right. coming back, being like, "I was tortured," the and they're like, "No, nah, we don't really believe but you." It's the same with Robert Durst. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. There's ev- he admitted There's so to much evidence. killing his neighbor, chopping up his body, disposing of it in a lake, and he walked. Right. Because they claimed self-defense and because he had a lot of money for a good lawyer and because the family wanted to shut it up. Like there's money. No, it's just crazy how much money can get you in this world. I mean, I we're seeing a lot of it lately, I feel like, but yeah. Yeah. Money can get you. I have like a thousand dollars, so <laughs> if anyone so you ain't wants a power, powerful woman. <laughs> if you want a real powerful oh, woman, I yeah. have fifty dollars to my name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I think you're up. Is it me? Well, I think okay. So. so what's your year? My woman was born in nineteen twenty nine, but she started oh. doing crazy things in like the sixties, seventies. Mine was born in nineteen oh five. Oh, so I think you you are technically first. Is this nanny? And it came it's to an house. Yeah. So oh this. My gosh. I'm excited for this one. Whew. <laughs> oh, deep breaths, everybody. Yeah. So this is Nanny Doss, also known as the Giggling Granny. And literally, this photo, like I said earlier, looks like we're gonna my have grandma. To, we're gonna grandma have to post it to door. Facebook we and will. like show the world she looks like the jolliest. I mean, lady. you guys, she just looks so happy in this photo. You're like, she couldn't have ever done this. And then the next one, she's like holding grandkids. Oh god! Oh my yeah. god! Super crazy. Okay, so over a period of nearly thirty years, this cheery serial killer chopped multiple limbs off her own family tree, with a body count that's alleged to include four husbands, her mother. One of her mother-in-laws, her two sisters, two of her own children, a grandson, and a nephew. Excuse me? What? Yeah. (laughs) I can say it again. Family? That's so sad. So her weapon of choice was arsenic, which Mm. she stirred into stewed prunes, which just sounds awful. Um, (laughs) Love Coffee or moonshine. Oh, Mm. that would have done me in. Yep. Be like, want some of this? Moonshine, I'd be like, absolutely. Sure. This tastes like arsenic. That's weird. <laughs> That's bizarre. Sure, you don't want some stewed prunes. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first choice. So, okay, she was born in 1905 in Alabama. Um, her parents prioritized farm labor over schooling, and when she was around seven, she suffered a traumatic head injury, ah. which the, they kind of claim the after effects. Mm-hmm. Yep. Would plague her for the rest of her life. So it's always abuse or a big head injury. Those are like mm-hmm. the two. Or yeah. both, or both. Together. Which is so interesting. I wonder if they have done more studies on that, which I should probably look up. But yeah. Oh, they have. <laughs> so she really loved also reading romance magazines and books. So she was like... A grandma. <laughs> She's <laughs> yes. already a grandma. <laughs> Um, so that trait, they claim, led her to get married at the age of 16. Mm. So <laughs> this lucky man, though, he survived this marriage. She didn't murder him. He survived. Good on um, him. Had four daughters with him, but two of those girls died of food poisoning, or so they thought at the time. Ooh. So after that marriage ended, she wed again four more times, and all of those died in her wake. <laughs> All of her husbands? All of those. Mm-hmm. You know Every what? I husband. thought today I'd be, like, really upset about these women, but I'm, like, super into it. Go on. So, I believe <laughs> this was her fourth husband. Get a oh, girl. oh, sorry. Fifth husband. Wait, sorry to backtrack for a second. Yeah. The first husband did not die. No. He, he made it out. He, yeah, made they it out. They just divorced. They divorced. Okay, just wanted to be sure. But then the next four... 
Yeah, Altoids. the next okay, four. Great. Ugh. And no one was like, that's weird. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? So she was suspected of taking out two of her daughter Malvina's young children. So including a newborn. Um, and she's actually in, we should post this photo too, but she's like in the photo and she's the only one that like looks worried. Like oh, she's boy. looking at giggling granny. <laughs> <laughs> giggling, giggling like granny. let go of my children. Right. So yeah. Husband number five. So his name is Samuel Doss. So that's where she gets the last name. So yeah, oh. her last husband. So with him, she tries to kill him twice. He survives the first time. She kills. She tries to attempt with arsenic lace prune cake again. What is with the prune? <laughs> I don't Nanny. know. Get off it, Granny. They're all just really constipated. <laughs> this woman has literally been a grandma since she was born. I know. She's yeah. like, well, I love romance novels and prunes. So. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Do you like a prune cake? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Jesus. So he spent a month recovering in the hospital, and then he returned home, and she used her tried and true arsenic and coffee, and he died shortly after that. Oh, man. Yeah. You Poor would guy. think, okay, you would think that you would get married to a woman, and she's been like, oh, I've been married four times before, and three of my husbands died of food poisoning. You'd think that you'd be like, what? Just connecting the dots yeah. here. Yeah. So, I should like, that's not, not a coincidence. Yeah. Right. Or be with you just, at all. Yeah, make your own coffee. Slash, make your own prune like prune cake. No, <laughs> no one likes prune cake. He was just eating it to please her. No. Um, this guy's fault. The icing was like asphalt. <laughs> <laughs> prune cake with asphalt icing. Go on. Uh, so, let's see. The final murder would prove her undoing. So, the physician who treated Doss suspected some sort of foul play. So they did an autopsy and he realized there was like insane amounts of arsenic in his body. Like enough to kill a horse. Jeez. So he told the police they arrested her and she was charged with the murder. <laughs> this part is funny to me, but under interrogation and in return for being able to keep a romance magazine, <laughs> she confessed what? to killing her husband. So they're like, here, we'll give you a murder ma- or a romance no. magazine. Oh my God. We'll let you keep your like, romance magazine if you confess. If you tell us about these murders, I'll let you keep Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Right. That would be today's but equivalent. only if like, you confess to these murders. I mean, that's an easy confession. Like, here's a romance magazine for you. Like, that is insane to me that that's all it took to get a confession out of her. She mm-hmm. truly is a granny. She is a giggling granny. So, yeah, I mean, let's see. Despite her jailhouse confessions of other kill- killings, she was tried only for the murder of Samuel Goss. What? Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They didn't try her for well, any of the previous? Judge sane and probably... able to stand trial, she pled guilty and received a life sentence. Her string of murders would have been enough of a curiosity, but she made an impression with her upbeat demeanor. She seemed to enjoy her notoriety and even joked about her dead husbands with the press. Oh, okay. All right. So she's good. Well. And it talks about, I mean, so she was so into these, like, romance novels because it talks about her murders were actually motivated by marital boredom, a dream of discovering the ideal husband. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's why you killed your grandchildren. <laughs> I know. I was like, where do the kids come so into So it's that? like she was almost living in this, like, fantasy world because right. she, she well, even said to the police, she was like, I was searching for the perfect mate, the real romance of life. Well, it also seems, I, I understand that that's why you kill your husbands because you're bored or they, they weren't what you thought they were, so mm-hmm. you kill them. And then maybe killing the children was 
the attention that you seek from like I lost a grandchild and right. then everyone gives you flowers and prunes and romance novels <laughs> Some more prunes. and like so much mm-hmm. attention right and then that wears off people eventually stop giving you you know pats on the back and hugs and then you kill That's another true. person so that they'll come over and say oh my gosh poor poor nanny right that's so crazy. She was so she's delusional. So, yeah. She's like wrapped up in these romance novels. She probably just wanted a man to really love prune cake. I mean, <laughs> yeah. did she, she was looking for. Did uh, did it say anything about? Oh yeah, it did she had a head trauma? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is where which I they think don't the, really talk about again later. Well, I guess okay. Yeah, they do bring it up again. She blamed her long ago head injury for enabling her murderous behavior. I bet something else happened, Many too. suspected she had a more practical motivation for her crimes, but Nanny herself preferred a far more bizarre reason for being a s- serial killer, and that's where it kind of goes into, they were motivated by marital boredom and right. finding just, the man that She was just dreams. looking for love. Right, which I agree, like, she had motivation in that, but I also think her weird delusions of, like, thinking she needed to have the perfect marriage probably came from that head injury. Like, I think yeah. that's what... Because they do talk a little bit about, like, she did claim some, like, money from the husbands that she murdered, which mm-hmm. I know that a lot of serial killers murder for, for money. money. Especially when Where, like, females, men yeah. will murder because of sexual Sex. pleasure, so... Women, it, yeah, a women lot of times, if it's not revenge, it's like, what can yeah. I get out of this? Yeah, that makes a bunch of greedy bitches. <laughs> greedy sluts. <laughs> Oh my god! But yeah, I mean, we definitely have to post this photo because she's just so <laughs> yeah, guys. She, she looks so again, dumb. She looks like that she person, could be my grandma. Yeah, who is like just two faced. She looks so sweet. I like, know she, she would make you an apple pie and prune no, pie. Sorry, pie. <laughs> pie and fuck apples. <laughs> I only eat prunes. Sit around that. Said table. no one ever. <laughs> she probably could have no killed a lot more husbands if she would have made an apple pie over I know. Pie. It's like if you had gone yeah. straight you to the apples to the instead of the prunes, you would have been fruits. great. <laughs> you probably could have gotten away from, with more of this. I know. Oh, jeez. But yeah, yeah that, that lucky first husband. No, no I can't kidding. believe he got away. Straight I down. wonder why. I'm like, what did he do? Or maybe he just avoided yeah. the prune cake and coffee. You know? yeah. But I'm curious if they ever went back to examine more about the two daughters that died of food poisoning. Well, and I right. wonder how long you could, if if you were to, like, excavate the body and do an That's autopsy, true. how long would, like, an arsenic poisoning, how Stick long would that body. be, you know, something you could test? Right. You know, with head trauma, you just... You can actually see, like, if someone has head brain. trauma, the skull yeah. will, you know, show that. But I don't know about, like, poison. And right. does, like, does anyone know? Does arsenic, is it, like, in a couple minutes you're you're dead? That's what I'm not sure about. I think if it's high enough levels, absolutely. Right. But yeah, if it's, like, slowly like, going in, I think it just makes you really mm-hmm. sick until you die. Well, because, you know, you, you hear about the women who, I don't know what they use. I, I thought it was arsenic. <coughs> you know, the women that will slowly poison their children mm-hmm. like over like a in long the like sense. in the sixth sense <laughs> I um, always think mm-hmm. of that and it's literally mm-hmm. an attention seeking thing like my child's always sick and then everyone's paying attention to them and right. then eventually oh, there's too dying. much poison but and it's they probably die. just like a couple drops and just zoom drops just to make just them sick just to make them sick yeah but I think if it's like a boatload right at once you'd probably die mm-hmm. pretty instantly and there's a there's a final photo of her um after she received her life sentence, and she's smiling in it. Of course she's freaking yeah. smiling. 
Nanny Granny Doss. Nanny Granny Doss. Nanny Granny Doss. So she smiled all the way to prison. Of course she did. Like, how yeah. is she so jolly? Did she die in prison? Did she die of, like, natural causes? Um, or were her hands cold and <laughs> no one gave really her one? Really cold, no one gave her one. We'll have to look it up. In here. I should yeah. look it up. She obviously went to prison for the rest of her life. So right. Yeah. She was never let out. I'm I mean, going to look that up quick. So Go we can it. give some closure to. We need, we get some closure. We need closure. To I want sleep. Giggling. <laughs> she was born in 1905. I imagine she. Yeah. If she's age, still but. alive, I'm gonna shit my pants. <laughs> she's alive. She's like a not. She's human. probably she's still probably smiling. Else, she's like, so. she'd be she's this biblical. grinning, <laughs> this grinning creature. She's the crypt keeper now. <laughs> I just typed in giggling like, granny and it came up with golfing granny. <laughs> golfing granny? I feel like that is a YouTube video that, that I, need to, I watch. need to watch as soon as we're done. <laughs> Be watching that later. Alright, we're looking up Nanny Doss's death or lack thereof. Who do Unless you got for us, Lauren? I have a woman named Dorothea Puente mm. who was, she's a Cali girl, which is exciting. Cali for I don't know why we were like singing weirdly through our teeth, but you started that. Oh, did I? Okay. Usually, if it's a bizarre way of singing, Lauren started it. Um, okay, yeah, I guess I'll go into it. Unless Carrie, did you find it? Um, she did. She died. Bummer. (laughs) Sorry to disappoint you. We thought she Um, was alive. She died on June second. It's my birthday. And I was going to say, I think that's your birthday, Lauren. <laughs> oh, my God. In 1965, at the age of 59 in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. That Did, is Was hilarious. she killed or she just, like, passed away? I'm so little oh, okay. that. But. What if you are Nanny Doss? She came into my body. Oh, my gosh. We should celebrate Nanny Doss on my birthday instead of me. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> I'm never celebrating your birthday again. Oh, Nanny Doss. Her, her name, she was Nancy Hazel. Like, that's such a cute... That's such a cute, witchy Nancy name. Hazel is she did kill 11 people total, though. So, but she was also referred, not just the giggling nanny, but Lonely Hearts Killer, the Black Widow, Lady oh, Bluebeard. Wow. Hold on. We what? were watching American Horror Story earlier, and I swear that lady who was, like, washing stuff in the bathtub said her name was Nancy Hazel. I swear she did. Or something, Hazel. If it wasn't Nancy, it's just a coincidence. What? Did she? I oh. swear. Sorry, this, we can edit this out if this yeah, is we're, ridiculous. Yeah, we're all getting on our phones right um, We might it. have to edit this out and look. <laughs> she died from leukemia. Aww. Oh, poor lady. Nanny, I'm sorry. Nancy. We'll be celebrating you on June 2nd and not Lauren's birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. Maybe not. Because I can't, like, I don't see anything connecting it when I Google it. Nancy Hazel, American Horror Story, there's literally nothing. You liar! She said something, Hazel. I it might have been say, her first name I think she Hazel. Did say Okay. Hazel. I was going to say, I was like, well, it's even that, more of a yeah, connection. After you said that, like, the blackness clouded my vision. That actually like, would have been, Lord. that would have been super cool if <laughs> yeah. they had made that connection. Because it was so subtle. She was yeah. just like, I'm Hazel. Uh, if she'd been like, I'm Nancy Hazel. Okay. Sorry, last thing. No, please. <laughs> keep finding more stuff. Um, I don't know what the, like, death penalty was, like, in the 50s, but it said the state did not pursue it because of her gender. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So women just didn't get the chair? Yeah. Or... I assume I mean, so. they did. Eileen War- Warnos got fried. When oh, yeah. Well, I thought well, she got a lethal injection, injection, but still. When was that? 
When is she? She was later. 80? Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I guess maybe, maybe she, was, she was the last woman to. I believe this might be wrong. She was the last woman to receive lethal injection in the United States. Mm. Oh wow! Ten women have been put to death by lethal. Is it by lethal injection? I believe in the United States, and she she was number ten. Okay. How interesting, though, that they're like, well, well you're we'll a let it slide. Yeah, death we'll let it slide because to... you're a lady. And then she died of leukemia. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Um, so Thanks, what, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in pieces. <laughs> okay, so rest in pieces. So I have a Cali girl, as I said. Um, Cali. Yeah, we can't do it again. <laughs> okay. This time, not through our teeth. Yeah, we're, we're, we're. Okay, Dorothea Helen Puente was born January 9th, 1929, which is funny because my best friend's birthday is January 9th. We're all connected to serial killers. She was born in Redlands, California, to Trudy May and Jesse James. Oh, whoa, that's fun. Those are fun names. And Jesse James, that's cool. Anyway, her father died of tuberculosis when she was only eight years old, and her mother died in a motorcycle accident in 1938. What a badass. So she was sent to an orphanage in Fresno, California, until some family members eventually took her in. And later in life, she lied about her childhood, saying that she was one of three children who were born and raised in Mexico. So she already started her life off lying to everyone she knew, saying she was born in Mexico when she was born in California. That's a pretty common thing for children that go through the foster care system. Totally. They lie about yeah. their past. Yeah. and Yeah, so she was lying about that. Sometimes, like, not even like, oh, my life was better than it was. It's sometimes, sometimes they just... Make it- just because they right. can. They can just lie. You're just like, I want to lie because you don't know my past. Yeah, you don't know anything about me. It, it can be whoever. So, so yeah, she adapted the story that she was from Mexico. And then in 1945, she got married for the very first time at the ripe old age of 16. Mm. And had two daughters with this man. His name was Fred. And um, she sent one to live with relatives in Sacramento and gave the other up for adoption. So apparently she did not want to have these kids. And then she suffered a miscarriage in 1948 and left Fred. And she was, oh no, Fred left her, sorry. And she was humiliated from him leaving her. So then she claimed to everyone that he died of a heart attack and he, like, it was totally innocent and that, like, no one would ever leave her. It was because he died. And she tried to forge checks that were written to him. This was, like, when she first started getting into a life of crime. This is, like, the first record. She was trying to forge checks to him. But she eventually got caught, and she spent a year in jail. And then when she was on parole... But Fred is still very much alive. But Fred is alive. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, yeah, which clearing is, that up. Which is how she got caught. And then... So, like, who was she lying to? I mean, did Fred, like, I guess flee people that, like, weren't in his life. Like, maybe she just, like, found total strangers so, and was like... Yeah, my just, husband died of a heart yeah. attack instead of my husband left me. Right, yeah. exactly, because she just didn't want anything to be embarrassed about. And then in 1952, she married a man named Axel Johansson Whoa. and had a very turbulent and abusive 14-year marriage. So some abuse is coming up. And some people also think that the family she went to live with also maybe abused Abuser. her. So she, I think, is from a life of abuse, which Probably. may tie into. And also just... Being in the foster system, she's a little messed up. She has not had a normal life by any means. I mean, being old enough to, like, realize your parents are dying is also Mm -hmm. extremely traumatic. She was eight and nine. So um, she had this turbulent, violent marriage, and she got arrested in 1960 during this marriage for arresting and owning, or 
what? Arresting and owning. For owning and managing a brothel. And she was sentenced to 90 days in the Sacramento County Jail. And she went in and out in jail, in and out of jail for a while for just, like, forging people's checks. This, like, started to become her thing. And then in a short time, she decided she would manage a boarding house, which is, like, a care home where she would take care of drug addicts or old people. And she was like, okay, the brothel life wasn't working for me. So I'm going to try caring for other people and see if I can maybe get my money this way and like scam some really vulnerable, sick people out of their money. So she's like seeing a way to start scamming more people. She divorces Joe Hansen, marries yet another man. At least she's not murdering these guys, but Hansen brothers. She <laughs> <laughs> Then she marries Roberto Puente, which is where she gets her last name, Dorothea Puente. Um, he's I'd like to point out that my girl was the only one that kept her name. She did. Bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> is this girls. husband four or five? I think four. Yeah. Okay. This is husband four. Roberto Puente. He's 19 years younger than her. Woo! The marriage Woo! only lasted two years. And right Jeez. after it ended, she took over another 16-bedroom care home in Sacramento, California. So I think she has two at this point, And she's, like, caring for all these sick people. Then she gets married yet another time in 1976 to Pedro Montalvo, who was a very violent alcoholic, and their marriage only lasted a few months. And then Puente started to spend time in local bars looking for older men who were receiving benefits. So she's mm. looking for, like, social security mm. checks. Sugar daddy. Like, yeah, some sugar daddies, some things that she can take. She starts to forge their signatures and steal their money. And eventually she's caught... And only gets put on probation this time. She had gone, she had been in and out of jail, but this time she only gets probation. And she's still committing the fraud the whole time she's on probation. She's just not getting caught with other people. She's just finding and scamming these, like, crazy men. Um, oh, and girl, then, you are not good at forging checks. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, this is not a catch-me-if-you-can scenario. You're right. getting caught every time. Try something else. <laughs> And then she, in 1981, Puente began renting an upstairs apartment in downtown Sacramento, and the nine murders that she was eventually going to be charged with were associated with this upstairs apartment and not at the previous boarding house she had owned. Even though people think weird stuff was happening at the boarding house, it might have just been the forging of people's checks and, like, taking advantage of the elderly. They don't think there was too much foul play. But then when she moved into this apartment, this is what started happening. So... Um, in November of 1985, Puente hired a handyman to do some wood paneling in her apartment, and she asked him if he would build her a three, a six feet by three foot box so she could store books and other items inside. Oh, but it okay, was like sure. Basically a mini coffin. She's asking <laughs> him to build, and I guess he thought it was super weird, but she was like, no, I just, I need it for storage. I'm just going to store some things in it. Um, and so she... Hands, she nails it shut. He builds it for her, but then she takes over it, puts her things in it, nails it shut, and asks him to drop it off on the side of, like, a lake, I think it was. She's like, dump it off on the side of this highway. Oh, it was on a riverbank. And she was like, I promise, it's just a bunch of junk, but I want it out of the house. Not suspicious at all. So she has him drop it off. And then in 1986, a fisherman spotted the box sitting about three feet from the bank and informed police of this suspicious box investigators opened it and a badly decomposed and unidentified body of an elderly man was Ugh. inside. And Puente during this time had been collecting a missing elderly man's pension and was writing letters to his family explaining that he had not contacted them because he was very ill. And so she was maintaining that she was just like rooming and boarding elderly people. And she was this wonderful woman that was just taking them in, but not 
only was she stealing their money now, but she is probably murdering them. And so suspicions arose when neighbors would see people hanging around the house and then they would randomly go missing, never to be seen again. And finally, investigators came over and dug up nine bodies in her backyard that had been collecting all elderly patients that had been missing and oh that, like, God. social services had called and been like, hey, one of my cases is completely missing. Like, this woman is saying that she, like, used to take care of him and that he's just so sick that he's not, that's why he hasn't contacted home or, like, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, they were all dead and buried in her backyard. Checks. And she was their collecting checks their checks. Cash. Yeah, and she was forging their signatures. So they ended up finding nine bodies. There's possibly more at another location than she lived. Like, she worked in a brothel. She worked mm-hmm. in boarding houses. But a lot of people think the killing didn't start until this upstairs bedroom apartment that she had. Because that's when, like, the most suspicious things were happening. How did but she kill them? That's what... I know. I was just looking for that, too. Smothering? It sounds poisoning. like... It was suffocation. Yeah. It was suffocation in most cases. Yeah, no prune cake (laughs) was involved in this one. Which you should have went for that because they're all old. So they would have gone, they would have been all about it. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, it's a matter of, especially in this case, it wasn't, she wasn't killing because she, she had the impulse to kill. She just needed those checks. She wanted the money and it was like, yeah, women kill for resources sometimes. And they also kill when they can find vulnerable people. She's like, oh, you're sick, you're a drug addict. I'll take you in. Smother them. (coughs) Yeah. And it's like, initially when they first found the bodies, she wasn't even the main suspect, even though it was on her land. Because people had reported that she was so kind. Because she took in really sick people. (laughs) Exactly. It's like she came off as this woman that took in people that no one else would take in. She's like, oh, you're a drug addict. Oh, you're an elderly man and your family doesn't want to take care of you. Like, let me be your angel and take Mm -hmm. you into my house. So people at first were like, oh, like, these bodies are on your land. But, like, we hear you're this wonderful caretaker. But then once they investigated it, Well, and even the families probably weren't suspicious for a while. Because these older people are in her care. And she's taking the time out of her day to write them a letter to say, I'm so sorry you haven't heard from Grampy. Yep. (laughs) Poor Grampy. (laughs) Um, So she, once she was charged with a total of nine murders, she was sentenced to two life sentences and then eventually died in prison of natural causes in 2011. So she was just an old lady and she died there. Um, Over 130 witnesses came to her trial when she was being convicted some of them arguing on her behalf, saying she was a wonderful woman. Other arguing that they always had a weird feeling about her. Um, and the prosecution was saying that she would use sleeping pills to make the tenants fall asleep. And then she would suffocate them. So uh, it's like she wanted them to be asleep. She didn't want to watch the life to, like, leave their eyes. Yeah. yeah. It was she not probably also, you know, they're old. She probably, I wonder if, I wonder how old they were. Is there an age range? Doesn't say. It just says elderly. And then so some of them are just drug addicts, so they could have been in their 20s. Oh, but shit. it was okay. such a range. And some of the bodies were so badly decomposed that so it was hard to identify them. They yeah, they've been dead for so long. And then she has little handyman build her a coffin. Yeah. He well, because I know tell some, some, <laughs> some angels of death is what they call them when nurses actually start killing people. Yeah. Some of them, not all of them, some of them just do it because they can. But some of them 
claim either that they believed that this person wanted to die because they were suffering so badly mm-hmm. that they were doing them a favor. But some of them, the people actually said to the the nurse, which whichever nurse, there's been hundreds, but whichever nurse it was, I want to die. Do this for me. Right. Yeah. And then they're known as serial killers because they've been doing this, which I Even think it does take, yeah, I, I think it does take, like, a certain type of person to be able to to be like, okay. Sure. Yeah. So if someone, even okay. if someone yeah. was begging me, saying, like, I don't want to live, please suffocate me, there's no way in hell I could do it. No. I could not watch the life no. leave someone's body. Like, ugh. No thanks. That just sends chills <laughs> no, up no, the spine. No, thank you. No, no gracias. <laughs> no gracias. So yeah, that's Dorothea. Had, like, 85 husbands. Didn't kill any of them, but killed a lot of other old men. They didn't have any money. I know. They didn't have the money she was looking for. But, yeah, she kind of just wanted to get money any way that she could. Like, because even the guys that she didn't kill, like, she was just scouting for people in bars trying to get their money. So it's literally all motivated by greed. Does it say, like, what she wants to do with this money? Or she literally just had the pleasure Is it just to live? That's what it seems like. Because it doesn't doesn't say that she really did. It seems like every time she got money, she just, like, opened a new caregiving house. It's like she just wanted to keep the business going at all costs. Yeah, yeah, and also... mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to say. Okay, so this is what just popped into my head. You know, she's trying to open these, like, caregiving places, which is almost like, oh, she's doing this to to help mm-hmm. people. You right. know what I mean? Like, how many lives did she save as a caregiver, as a, you know, when you compare it to how many people did she kill? Nine? Eleven? Nine. Well, nine? nine for sure, but. So she killed nine, and she possibly saved... saved Totally. And that's why she had some people on her side. uh, What's his name? Um, Jeffrey Dom, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, Handsome dude. Stranger beside me. Oh. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. Like, the most handsome serial killer. This is so embarrassing. This oh, you're going to have a lot of editing to do on this yep, episode. Yep, I'm going to cut this out. This is a, atrocious. Oh my god, it's like the most obvious. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Ted Bundy! Oh my god, yeah. yes. Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. Theodore. Ted Bundy worked for a suicide hotline, and right. someone actually estimated with the years that he worked at the suicide hotline, the amount of calls that he took, that Ted Bundy actually probably saved close to, I think it was like 600 lives. Now, Ted Bundy killed like, what, like 30, they was, he was charged with killing like 30 something. Right. So it's like 30 he people died, but he actually Potentially saved, like, 600-something people's lives. That's so crazy. Yeah, but, like, just, I don't know. It's like, does volunteering make you a good person? <laughs> yeah. even I mean, absolutely. Like, does recycling give you a pass? <laughs> right. Oh, he recycled, <laughs> so I can overlook it. <laughs> I'm gonna just look past yeah. it. So then let's talk about, is that all? Is that all? The, yeah. That was Mary? That was, was all... <laughs> Dorothea. Dorothea. Or Dorothea. We weren't ever quite Dorothea. Sure. Dorothea Puente. Which, I feel like this is a perfect transition to kind of go into, like, why women kill and what motivates them. Because yeah. we all kind of had a different story, which I like. Yes. Because it's helpful. Because I think women are driven in different ways, but there are lots of similarities between the women that kill. It's either for greed, uh-huh. looking for resources of some sort, yeah. or for passion or 
revenge. Well, usually, yeah, the the revenge thing definitely. Usually, the passion, a crime of passion, is usually done very sloppily, and it can't be. It wouldn't be a serial killer. A serial killer. They're usually like a one time. Yeah, because it's like I caught you cheating. Unless you're multiple husbands cheating. I actually (laughs) have some. I have quite a few little like tidbits on like female and male serial killers, and like the similarities and Mm -hmm. the differences that are kind of cool. So, like, male serial killers are usually charming and sometimes handsome, and most of them, it seems like they wouldn't hurt a fly. And it's the same with females. The the average female serial killer is a middle-class woman, married, a Christian, uh, average intelligence, average upbringing. She usually works as a nurse, nanny, caregiver, Sunday school teacher, anything that involves, again, being around people that are more vulnerable and helpless than she is. Right. Mm -hmm. So that she can prey on them. Just Dorothea to a T. Male serial killers. (laughs) Giggling gam gam. Uh, Male serial killers usually kill strangers most of the time by using a sharp object like a knife or uh, strangulation, something very violent. Uh, Female serial killers usually kill people they know, including their own family members. Granny. Nanny. And most of the time by poisoning or suffocation. And this is kind of interesting. Females gather and males hunt. Ah. Just like, you know, that's in the literally wild. Made sense. Yeah. Yeah. You're 600 goes, yeah. children. Yeah. <laughs> really gathered. You, you, yeah, really she gathered. really gather. <laughs> Let's see. A majority of male serial killers tend to involve sex in some way, a desire for domination, control, humiliation, uh, sadistic sexual violence. Women are more likely to kill for money, mm-hmm. power, and attention. Yep. So that's mm-hmm. that difference. There is one one of the women that I was going to talk about today, but I don't think we have time for it. Is you have to look her up. Is Rosemary West and her and her husband together killed? Oh yeah, uh, I saw. Yeah, killed. Um, I think they were convicted of like twelve murders, but they were they were disgusting. And like, were, were they the they ones would, that like picked up hitchhikers? Yeah, or something? they yeah. would oh, both I've rape heard them. Of them. That's both of horrible. them. Oh. They would both not only rape these girls that they picked up, they raped their own kids. No. Yeah. And they had no. like ten kids. So that. in that case. those two evil people find each other? That's they were, what's crazy. Well, they were both severely sexually abused as children by their That's prospective parents. And he actually, the husband, not only was sexually abused... He also got into an accident and had a head injury. Mm. So he what started as he was kind of like a, a little asshole. He was constantly like trying to grope girls and like being inappropriate. And then he got into an accident, head injury, and now he was a violent little asshole trying to like grope girls and stuff. And she was her own father took her virginity when she was like eight. Oh, and then, um, terrible. When she grew up, started having kids, became a prostitute, and her dad was one of her clients still as an adult. Shut up. So what a disgusting, disgusting no. human being. Obviously, she's, she's so going to be up. fucked up. Yeah. There was no yeah. chance for her. No, no. Her dad she's was done. her freaking How client. Do you ever get out of that or come back from that? Ugh. Well, you can't. No. That's insane. But yeah, you have to look. Poor I mean, people. I would I mean, say look her up, but I. I think it's too disturbing. I almost. struggled so much reading the stories. One thing I thought was interesting, though. Um, so there was, um, and you guys will have to tell me what you think about this. 
so I read Rosemary West's Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. And her and her husband did these together. There's no doubt about that. She did try and say after her husband died that he did all of it, but, like, there's no way. They both did it. Like, the women that survived told people that what she happened. she was there, yeah. So, I they have separate re- Wikipedia pages. Rosemary's got one and Fred's got one. And on Rosemary's Wikipedia page, when it goes into the murders, it literally would be like, uh, like, for example, before all these murders took place, they were both fined. Not arrested. They were just fined for sexual assault. They sexually assaulted a young girl who was their nanny for a while. And, like, the shit they did to her was insane. And she escaped and got away and told the police. The police brought them in and just, like, slap on the wrist. Like, oh that was Why? And, I, I mean, they, like, tied that. her up. They, like, burned her. They they both raped her. They It, was, it wasn't just, it's like... Horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. But when they described that event, for example, on Rosemary's Wikipedia page, all it said was she was a, they were fined for attacking this young woman. Uh, they picked her up as a hitchhiker. She became their nanny. They attacked her, and that was, like, all it said. And then on Fred's Wikipedia page, it goes into, like, insane detail. Huh. But, like, they both hmm. committed the crime. So why right. on Rosemary's Wiki- Wikipedia page was it, like, they attacked her, and on Fred's it was, like, Let they did this detail. and this and this. Dang. I don't know. That's so That's interesting. interesting. I wonder whoever is, like, adding things to the Wikipedia page and editing it, if it's that thing of her being a woman, and they're, like, maybe she was just... Like, there for yeah, it. And the guy and did everything. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. so hard to imagine the woman doing those disgusting things. Yeah, it could just know. be, like, the way our minds work. It's hard yeah. for us to wrap our head around a female doing a female that. So whoever's, doing like, editing stuff. the page is, like, I Maybe. can't go into detail. I just couldn't believe it because I read hers first because we're doing females today. Yeah. And then, like, from there, because there was no details. Like, it didn't tell me who the people that were murdered were. Just mm. that there mm-hmm. were ten. She was charged with ten. He was charged with thirteen. And it didn't give me any of the details on who they were, what exactly happened to them. And I wish I hadn't read Fred's page because it is so disturbing. But then I went to Fred's and it gave me all the details. And it was like, well, she fucking did this too. Why is this not on her Wikipedia page? (laughs) Totally. Revenge is a big factor with the female serial killers. Uh, This is so interesting. Female serial killers are able to evade arrest for twice as long as their male counterparts. Because women aren't as impulsive, they can practice restraint, and they usually garner personal relationships with their victims beforehand, leaving them even more vulnerable. You think about mm. men who are serial killers, mm-hmm. one, they're leaving more evidence behind because they are attacking with a knife or yeah, a, There's usually blood. There's usually blood. There's a lot of times there's semen because there's yeah, a rape raping. involved mm-hmm. or some sort of ejaculation is involved. So a lot more DNA is being left behind, but also they don't plan it out. They don't, like, watch their victim. I mean, a lot of them do. They do yeah. watch, but not for very long. They're more impulsive, It's though, more just, like, I need to do this. Right. And I then you do it, and then afterwards mm-hmm. you scramble to try and maybe clean up after yourself totally. or whatever. And then so women are actually more deadly because they can kill more people for a longer amount of time. Right. However, usually... Uh, the career of a male serial killer is, like, on average, like, two, three years. And the career of a female is usually, like, eight to ten years. Wow. But the same amount of people are usually, like, men will 
be active for like two years and kill like forty people. So right. really thoughtful. But women are moving planners. Planners. We're planners. We like we have a plan. We have an idea. And yeah, it's establishing a relationship and also uh-huh. making it look like to everyone around you that. Yeah, Everything's a lot of the fine. time it's it like, oh, I'm a caregiver. Yeah. I'm a nice nurse. I mean, it really is sad. I mean, yes, it's sad that these people, you know, die in these awful ways. But even just, the, like, the lives of these murderers. Oh, and, yeah. You know what I, I mean? mean? Like, so much trauma has happened to them. And, like, things just as awful as oh, to their the victims. Is, yeah, male and like, female. Most of them. Most serial killers, period, have some form of, yeah, most of the time, sexual abuse. You almost yeah. have to. Physical like, I, I don't know if you can just, like, I just born like a crazy you know what I mean I think like, you I feel can like, be born with uh-huh. something there's always wrong, like something. something even if it's not a rape and or you know a lot of traumatic things there's always something that's well, off Rosemary, about your childhood yeah Rosemary like. West even actually her mother when she was pregnant with her went through electroshock therapy Oh gosh! So she's already born a little fried, and then her, you know, grandpa rapes her when she's eight, or father, sorry, rapes her when she's eight. It's like they don't stand a fucking chance. Like, of course, there's not bad of abuse when you're little. There's no chance, and then throw in a head injury, and it's like, nope, something horrible is going to happen. Most male serial killers are single with no children, and women are mostly married with children. That Um, is interesting. That's yeah, really they have a totally normal family, but they're still mm-hmm. going after something. Yeah, well, most of the time, well, not most of the time, but a lot of time, they are killing members of mm-hmm. their own family, right. which is, let's see, and then we also talked about this already, but most male serial killers kill relatively quickly. Uh, there are some cases of prolonged torture or abuse, mostly, again, for sexual reasons, keeping someone to sexually abuse them till you kill them. Uh, but for the most part, the actual murders are very quick, but females kill over an extended period of time, uh-huh. either through poisoning or even the act of suffocation is a much longer yeah. death than, mm-hmm. you know, a slitting someone's throat or right. Right. whatever horrible thing you're doing. We had a listener question that kind of ties into what we're talking about. It was from my dear friend Lauren, who lives in Nashville. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Lauren. We share a name, and she's one of my favorite humans. And she was asking, do female serial killers usually have an accomplice when they kill, or how are they able to pull off their murders? Because just by nature, we have a different build than men, and Mm -hmm. men are able to drag bodies for long distances and throw them into dumpsters and holes, and, like, how could a small your woman, pull that off. Well, if you take just our cases that we talked about, yeah. it's either, you know, either this woman has so much power that she's got accomplices exactly. that can get rid of the bodies Servants for her, slaves. or they do it in a way that they don't need to cover it up. That's what I was going to say is a lot of women, most killers are using poison and they can play it off as food poisoning. Yeah. The kids got poisoned from something they ate or... You know, this person just slowly died. I have no idea what happened. It's like, I think women try to use methods that make it look like the death could have been natural or... Because they don't have to dispose of anything where guys are trying to right, get so rid of, like, DNA, DNA evidence, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, just that is such an interesting thing. Women just and be thing. like, my husband's dead. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And another point that I didn't read about Dorothea, because at the time I didn't know that it was a super important point, but it goes along with this question, is Dorothea did have some bodies that didn't really have an explanation, but she would have ex-convicts come and dig the holes in the yard and they just didn't ask questions. It was like she'd have, she'd like wrap up whoever she killed and was just kind of like, I need to dispose of this thing in a hole. And they were like, cool, 
I'm an ex-con. I'll, I'll do anything for cash. And it was right, like she yeah. paid them or to dig a hole in her backyard. Them and they yeah, or she cared for them. Exactly. Yeah. It was like she had these loyal people to her. <laughs> or you're like the handyman that just builds a coffin without yeah, knowing it. Like, sure, you want that. this weird box? Exactly. <laughs> so it's like she always had help in some way. Yeah. yeah. Andrew also asked, Andrew, you get a question every week, and we love you so much. Thanks for following And they're always so us. good. Uh, but he had asked, uh, he said he read something that out of all the murderers, approximately 10% of male murders are serial and out of female murders, upwards of 80% are serial. Why do you think that is? Um, which I think we already kind of talked about it. Um, I think it's just because men are more impulsive and women tend to really take their time and do something right. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's still crimes of passion that happen with women. You know, they cut off dicks and throw them out the window. <laughs> like, that shit happens. But, you know, there's a chance that a lot of murders that happen by males, they're just caught immediately. They don't right. have a chance to develop into a serial messy. killer because they're mm-hmm. messy and they leave shit behind and it's impulsive and they weren't thinking and they yep. would overcome. So that's why more female murderers are serial because they yeah. can cover their ass. We're they just smarter. We're, like, we're just more smart. <laughs> we're smart and better in every way. Really? We're just like, so... we're the most smartest. <laughs> we're like the smartest. most smartest ever. <laughs> no, and it's like women... Like, there's so many women who kill, like, four of their husbands, and they just keep going through husbands because they're making it look like natural yeah. causes, or they're able to cover it up, and once they get away with one, they want to get away with another, and they mm-hmm. plan it so well that yeah. it's like, they can, and they do. And they do. We have, uh, we're, like, running out of time. It does not feel like we're running out of time. Oh, we've been talking for, like, 20 minutes. We've <laughs> been talking for an hour and... 14 minutes. No! Oh, oh my god. We didn't even get to our second I didn't even, yeah, I, like, I didn't even get to... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. We're just oh, gonna wow. have to do a, a part, part two, two to this one as well, because yeah. I also have many stories. Carrie but there is back. one more listener question from Jamie. Hi, hey, Jamie. Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Um, and this one is pretty specific, but do you think Eileen Warnos is truly acting in self-defense every time she killed a man? Do you think that she could have led a normal life had she not suffered all the sexual abuse from her grandfather? For those Again. who don't know, Eileen Warnos is who Charlize Theron played in the in movie Monster. Monster. So she is a female serial killer known for killing several men up and down a Florida highway. It's like I ninety five. Yeah, or she was like a that. she was a prostitute. Um, who. Here's the thing. For sure, I think that the first man that she killed was raped self-defense. her. He was a convicted rapist. Mm-hmm. He had he was on the sex offenders registry. He was a convicted rapist. She said that he attacked her and she shot him. Because mm-hmm. it was self-defense. Right. I do think that that was self-defense. Okay. Fair enough. I agree. <laughs> I agree with that I do one. agree yeah. that possibly even some of the others were truly self-defense. And uh, some of the others I really, truly just think were in the wrong place at the wrong time because this woman just fucking snapped. She was sexually abused by her grandfather. She was sexually abused again by a friend of the family. She she started being a prostitute, like, immediately to, like, pay for food. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know prostitutes on an interstate in Florida probably aren't always treated really nicely by their Johns. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think she just, she just snapped. 
I think she just couldn't take it anymore. I mean, she even said in an interview, she was like, yeah, I killed him. I killed him. I took their money and I'd do it again. So oh, yeah. if you want me to stop, you need to kill me. Interviews and with her are didn't. fascinating because yeah. she totally owns up to it. But she was like, I was completely in danger and hell yes, I killed him because I was not going to let him get it. And at further. that point too, you're like, I kind of don't give a fuck because yeah. you've yeah. had so much trauma that you're like, well, nothing could be oh, worse yeah. than totally. like what I've done. Nothing yeah. to lose. Give yeah. me a shot and put me to sleep. Like right. my life is awful. But she also, you know, I think that she got a little mixed up. Like, for example, there was a man that she killed. I don't remember his name. I don't remember exactly what he did. But he was, like, very prominent in his congregation at church. And he worked with kids a lot. But my question is, how did he end up with Eileen Warnos? Uh-huh. So I assume that even though he was this wonderful guy who worked with kids and blah, 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 he was going to a prostitute. hmm And I think that in her mind, him just existing was dangerous. Maybe it wasn't dangerous to her, but him working with these children. But then getting a prostitute. And getting a prostitute. Off of a highway. Yeah. Maybe he was a little rough with her. I don't know. I think she just honestly, truly felt like the world would be better without him. Yeah. Because I, like, listening to everything you've been saying, I agree with you to some extent. I absolutely think the first guy was self-defense because he was a convicted rapist. He had yeah. all these sexual mm-hmm. assault, assault charges on his record, and so I think she was, like, absolutely defending herself. The other men she killed, I have trouble believing it was self-defense, but I kind of go along with your theory of not even just that guy, but other men, like, they're not great guys. That so They're getting a prostitute right. off, like, the side of the road and just in a super sketchy situation, and they probably were a little abusive. Maybe she was never completely in danger, but I feel like she just got to a point where she was like, I have been thrown around by men my mm-hmm. entire life. I've been mistreated. I think you're a garbage person, and I don't want you to be on this mm-hmm. earth anymore. And so she may not have been completely defending herself, like, at complete risk of death, but I think she was just like, you don't deserve to be here Well, anymore. and I think to her, too, I mean, every man was dangerous to her. Mm-hmm. After all the shit she went through. Right. Yeah, every single man be? was dangerous. Yeah. How could how could you not feel danger yeah. from every single man? Um, I'm also having complete deja vu right now, and I just wanted to shout it out. I feel like we've had this exact conversation before really? in this position. Yeah, that Did was such a weird moment. Did the fly over at the no, exact that, same moment? No, that didn't strike a chord. It was Burbank me. Airport. It was when I was putting my hands up just now and going, I don't think she was at risk of death, but I think she wanted these men like put out of the world. And as I was saying that, I was like, I've said this before, but I, I don't think I have. I think my brain is tricking itself. Um, and then very quickly, the second part of that question, do you think she should? She could have led a normal life had she not suffered all the sexual abuse from her grandfather? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the case with, you know, there's a whole, we're probably going to have an entire episode on it, actually, nature versus nurture. Yeah. And what, are they born this way? Are they made this way? Is mm-hmm. it both? Totally. Um, is it a? Yeah, is it a You combo? know, she she may have grown up, never been abused by her grandfather, and grown up and been kind of off. You know, yeah. Maybe she was. I don't know. She could have been bipolar, but just being bipolar doesn't make you a fucking serial killer, right? Yeah. But being bipolar and sexually abused by someone in your family at a young age, that'll, that'll you could do kill it. people, right? So yeah, I think she could have been a normal lady for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sad. 
All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's about all the time we have. Yeah, we were chatty Cathy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Felt like such a breeze. I was hoping there'd be at least one more song breakout. I'd like something like "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." We wanted to thank a couple people that we I, actually we kind of mentioned them in the episode. I wanted to thank uh, Andrew Miller, Woo! Uh, my best friend Woo-hoo! back home. Again, he's shared every episode. Um, He's constantly sending in questions and stories and theories, um, as well as my sister Jamie and my mom, Pam. They're constantly sharing, constantly sending in stuff. So I wanted to say thank you to you guys. Lauren, do you have anything you want to thank? Yeah, my sister Anything. as well. Not anyone. Sister. Sister. <laughs> Julia. I love you, Julia. You know Julia. Yeah. She's, she's wonderful. She's a gem. She's such a gem, and she loves all things weird, and she has shared so many of our posts. So shout out to Julia Furman. Thank you so much. Shout out to my old roommate, Amanda Hoban. She's wonderful, and she actually has a lot of cool stories, which we're hopefully going to share on our next episode, because we have a special thing coming up. Thank you to Amanda Hoban, and I know there's so many more. Those are just the two that I feel like... I'm in contact with the most and the people who are like blowing me up with <laughs> praises and feedback about the show. Oh wait, and my friend George. George I totally George, forgot. George, George. George. Yeah, Carrie also knows George. George. I don't George. know George, but I've heard such good things. Yeah, he literally sends me feedback about every single episode and it's like such good, useful, wonderful feedback. He's such a weirdo and such a fan. He'd be so good on the yeah. show. Oh, he's oh, for sure coming on. Yeah. It's already been decided. So oh, okay, yeah, and we'll think more of you later as you keep <laughs> Coming with the support and the fun, but we love you all. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, thanks for Carrie having me. Carrie with a K. This is fun. Carrie with a K. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything that you want to plug or anybody that you want to say hi to? Or anything? Oh, <laughs> I, I think I'm fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I want to thank any of you. not use my I last mean... name on this, <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah, Aww. this was fun. I kind of want to come back in. Oh. Makes me want to start my own podcast. Oh my gosh, you should she do totally it. You need could. a microphone and you need a mouth. Yep. Got easy. it. Check easy, and check. Check, check. check. That's it. Since you're it's not going to plug anything, I'll plug for oh. her. Her business is called Feathered Arrow. She didn't say it earlier. And she's an amazing event planner and wedding coordinator. She'll make your day perfect. It's true. That's all. Will be. <laughs> um, so you can follow us on Twitter at Keep It Weirdcast and on our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. We actually ran a contest this past week where we said to share one of our episodes on your Facebook wall and tag us, and you're going to be entered into a drawing to win a piece of art made by yours truly. And uh, we had several people do so, so that's awesome. Thank you so much. And until we can get our Patreon page up and running, we're still working on that. There's a lot of, like, tax stuff, and I don't understand it because I'm not an adult at all. I don't get it. And if anyone knows anything about taxes, just call me or... Or come on the podcast. Or like, come on the podcast. We'll have an episode about taxes. You could teach us some shit. Um, But until we get that page up, we are going to be running this contest at least once a month, if not more. Uh, We're keeping track of all of you. So if you share an episode on Facebook, make sure you tag us first of all. But if you share an episode on Facebook, if you send in questions, comments, and stories, and especially if you give us a five-star review on iTunes, you will be entered to win a prize. I'm going to be posting pictures of each month's prize on social media. So if there's something you really, really want, then go ahead and help us out. It's the um, coolest art. You're going to want it. For yeah, sure. we're, I'm going to do all kinds of stuff. I think uh, maybe episode themed. So the next thing might be a portrait of a serial killer. It's going to be pretty cool stuff. And it's free. You get a Woo! free piece of art that you can hang or 
sell. I don't care. Do whatever you want with it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> if you do leave us a five-star review on iTunes, shoot us an email at keepitweirder at gmail.com so we know it was you because we can't tell who you are. And uh, as always, email us at keepitweirder at gmail.com to let us know what you want to hear us talk about, ask us questions, or share your stories. Next week's episode is going to be part uh, part one of our Listener Ghost Stories series. Ooh. So Lauren and I are going to share some of our true life ghost stories, and we want to hear yours as well. So send them in. Keep it weirder at gmail.com, or you can text us if you have our number. I'm not going to give it out here. Or you can <laughs> or message us on Facebook. Tell us your ghost stories. We want to hear them. We're so um, excited. We're it's going to become so a monthly yeah, thing. Yeah, it's going to be about every five, six episodes. We're just going to do your, we want to tell your stories. We'll give you a shout out. We will uh, tell the world about your scary experiences. So, uh, Carrie, what's our sign off this week? Oh, man, I was going to break into a song. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Her number is 